0: good evening, everybody, or at least anybody who's listening. Um, I say good evening because where I am, it's evening right now, uh, Sunday evening to be exact where you are. Maybe it's not, but I'm sure it will be at some point. Um, yeah. So this podcast I've actually thought about and planned and thought out and done all sorts of planning and, uh, thought processes in order to try to figure out some sort of plan of how I wanted this to go. Uh, And I've begun this podcast several different times and never actually put anything out. Um, Maybe because of this sort of, you know, uh, need to try to get it perfect and never really being able to figure out a, you know, a structure that I was comfortable with. And so I just decided, you know what? Why not just go for it? Just record some stuff, and just talk about things that I'm feeling, uh, which is a little bit difficult because, you know, I wanted this to have a focus of something that I was, you know, a, an expert in, so to speak. Which for me is startup law. I'm a startup attorney, and that's what I kept trying to have it focused on. But you know, I realized that there's only so much you can talk about with startup. Based legal stuff, you know, so many things you can try to teach people or give tutorials on without actually giving legal advice, and so in the end, I decided, you know what, why not just have this sort of be an expression of me, and you know, the the startup lawyer is part of who I am, but there's also more to it, and um, yeah, that's a little weird, a little different for a podcast because podcasts are, you know, these especially now these highly produced, well thought out shows that have plans and everything. And I'm a co-host on uh, the legalish podcast that I co-host with my, my longtime friend, uh, Bianca Jordan. And, um, you know, that is sort of like that. We plan episodes out. We talk about what stories we're going to talk about from the news and, you know, we give our takes on it and so on. And we kind of have a format and that's kind of how podcasts are, you know, really produced uh, almost like news segment type things. But I was thinking, you know, why does it have to be that way? Because it could be sort of like a blog, which now blogs are even super overproduced to the point where people pay other people to write their blogs for them and they, you know, source content and do all this stuff. But originally all these things were, were just people sharing their ideas and their thoughts and their feelings to other people and just having that be it. And I don't know why that can't be the case anymore. Um, and so, you know, I said, you know, I'm just going to hit record and go for it. And that's what I'm doing. And, uh, there's a couple of things that happened today, or at least not happened today, but things that I saw, uh, and one thing that did happen today. I mean, one thing, and you will probably be able to date this now, uh, as I just learned that Virgil Abloh died of cancer at age 41 today. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he's a designer. Uh, fashion designer, clothing designer, shoe designer. Uh, He was the, uh, I think the fashion head uh, or design head for Louis Vuitton. Uh, He's also done collaborations using his own brand, his own company called Off-White with uh, Nike making Jordans and other types of, you know, Nike shoes where uh, he puts his own design element, his own design stamp onto that. Um, and there's another thing that happened, I guess, what was it, like a, a week or two ago, but now it's available to view. And, uh, that was the 2021 rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony, uh, specifically the induction of Jay-Z into the rock and roll hall of fame, uh, which was, you know, somewhat controversial. It's always controversial whenever they put a rapper in the hall of fame. Um, but you know this in particular stuck out to me uh somewhat in connection with the virgil abloh death announcement uh was part of dave Chappelle's introduction speech of jay-z where he's inducting him and then jay-z's own speech where he's you know talking about his past and and going back to the influences that he had and one thing that was very interesting, and I guess maybe this is a thing that sort of sets him apart, maybe sets other people who are unique and, and rise to a certain level apart, is that, you know, he named all these people who were influences on him. You know, LL Cool J, um, you know, Cold Crush, uh, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, uh, and so on and so forth, you know, all the, the legends. And, you know, he talked about how he would see them and he would be inspired. And something that really stuck out to me was that what many people do when they get inspired by someone is they copy them. You know, they, they, they look for elements within that person, the thing that drew them to that person to begin with. And they try to mimic that, that aspect. They try to copy those, those specific elements. But what, he talked about was the thing that stood out most to him about each of those people, each of those individuals who had their own style, their own rap style, their own, uh, delivery, their own, uh, just formation of music, their own fashion sense, everything, uh, their voices, you know, everything was different, but he said the thing that stuck out to him and that was sort of a driving force for him was that each one of them was authentic to themselves. Uh, And that was very interesting to me because it kind of deviates from the way people usually are when they are admiring someone or, you know, they look at someone as a source of inspiration is, you know, they say, Oh, I like this about the way they do this thing. So I'm going to start doing that thing the same way. But his take was very unique. Very interesting to me is that, you know, he said, I see what these different people are doing and the one common thread between all of them, all of these different people who I admire, who I respect, um, who I, you know, love the music that they put out is that they are each doing their own thing. And, you know, that's something that was really interesting to me because I've been thinking a lot lately about the concept of being authentic of, you know, what does it mean to be authentic, to be your true self? Um, You know, the kind of thing where it's scary to a lot of people, because in order to be your true self, one thing that you have to do is you have to know who you are to begin with, um, or at least be willing to go on that journey of figuring out who you are, what makes you, you, Um, you know, not necessarily, well, I am not these other things, or I don't have these other qualities that other people have, so therefore I'm me, but to really get to the, the core and the heart of it, of you know, what specifically makes you who you are, not the absence of other people's qualities. And, you know, that's something that is uh, really important to me lately, you know, being 44 years old now, um, soon about to be beginning my 45th year on earth next year, next June. And just trying to think about, well, you know, what does it mean to be authentic? I'm kind of at a place in life where I can be. I don't really have to answer to too many people anymore about what I think, what I wear, how I present myself. You um, You know, I've eliminated the code switching stuff. The way I talk is just the way I talk. Sometimes it's slang. Sometimes I drop letters from words because of my accent. I don't try to proper it up anymore or anything like that, whether I'm talking to, you know, a client or a friend or just right here, right now. Um, You know, it's that and the way that I dress and other things, but, you know, really starting to think about, well, what does it mean to be authentic? What does it mean to be your true authentic self? And how far does it go beyond the appearance that you present to the world? Whether you're talking about your physical appearance, the, the clothes you wear, how you cut your hair, you know, your, your shoes, your, your, uh, your accent or the lack of it, or the vocabulary you use. Your personal views, those things, code switching for black people, because that's something that we often have to deal with and think about. But how far beyond that do we go? Are those really just the superficial aspects, even though they are important aspects, even though they really, um, you know, show to the world who you are, or at least who you want the world to see you as, but how much deeper does that really go? And that's, maybe a journey that we all take or have to take, or maybe hopefully will take at some point in life. And, um, yeah, I don't know where it might lead or how it might end up, but, you know, it's interesting because as I've been thinking about that, I came across that video where he's making a speech and there's Jay-Z, you know, who is as comfortable wearing what I'm guessing was <laughs> a custom tailored Tom Ford, uh, tuxedo, or at least it looked like it from what I could tell. Um, but he's rocking his, his Basquiat locks, you know, which he, of course he owns several and people don't know that he's been a fan for a long, long time, much longer than the past few years. Um, but he's just as comfortable like that as he is, you know, sitting in, you know, a t-shirt and jeans or, a tank top and shorts on the beach or whatever. And it's very interesting to see somebody who, for better or worse, whether you like him, or you don't like him, whether you like his business um, endeavors or his personal views or you know anything else about him or his music or whatever else, One thing that can be said is that for better or worse, he definitely appears to be, at least, you know, from the outside, living his authentic life, living his own authentic self, being who he wants to be, saying what he wants to say, looking how he wants to look, not changing, whether he's talking to, you know, President Obama, former President Obama, um, or he's, you know, performing at the White House or on the campaign trail or at Madison Square Garden, or he's sitting courtside at the, uh, at the nets, or he's like in a photo shoot for Tiffany that (laughs) made a lot of people upset for various different reasons, um, or lounging at home or who knows. And so, yeah, those are things that I'm, uh, starting to think about as, you know, I'm getting to that age. He's not that much older than me. Not really. Only a few years. Um, and yeah, so I don't know. Let's uh, to tie this into some legal stuff maybe. Uh, some things that I am authentically knowledgeable about. Um, this idea about authenticity, about being true to who you are, um, made me think about how Facebook did their name change. Now you can really figure out when I'm recording this um or at least the approximate time frame you know Facebook recently within the past what couple of weeks or so officially changed the company name to Meta kind of in the way that Google changed their name to Alphabet several years ago you know acknowledging that Google is not just Google anymore it's you know it's Google Maps it's YouTube It's this workspace that they provide, um, to companies and schools and individuals, uh, and all these other things. So they, they changed their company name. And so meta now, Facebook is now meta and it wants to, you know, create the, or, you know, be the main creator of the metaverse where we sort of live second lives, um, online as little avatars communicating with one another. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe that's how it'll be one day. Maybe it won't be. But they kind of screwed up in the process. And, uh, you know, this is why I'm tying it back to this idea about being authentic, being unique in a sense. Uh, because they allegedly, and you have to always use allegedly because I guess no one truly knows what's going, what, what's happening if you're not actually involved in it. But they allegedly took the name and logo of a tech company that already exists, has existed for a little while, uh, a few years back from what I can tell at least. And um, again, allegedly, as shared by the owner of this company, uh, Facebook reached out to them several months ago. and was trying to negotiate the purchase of the name and the logo from them to buy their IP so that that way, you know, Facebook would have, you know, a clear path, a clear runway to create this new meta thing. And from what it seems, if you believe what the, the CEO of the company says, they never were able to come to an agreement, I guess the company was demanding a certain amount of money. Facebook was unwilling to pay that, at least in the way that the, uh, the company's owner is describing how things went down. And they had their final disagreement. And then apparently a couple days later, Facebook just changed their name to Meta, launched it, announced it, the logo, the name, the whole deal. And uh, that guy immediately filed for his trademark, which is something that he probably should have done a while back. But whatever that's neither here nor there, especially considering how backed up the trademark office is right now, they're like eight months behind, whereas they're normally three months behind. Um, And, you know, what does it mean when you're a startup? Facebook is, I mean, they're kind of a startup. They're not really a startup anymore, but, you know, they, they have the startup roots. What does it mean when you're a startup and you're trying to branch out and do something and your first course of business is to take somebody else's name to take somebody else's logo you know who are you at that point are you offering anything that is special or good or in the case of facebook now meta are they just steamrolling over other people have they just become a behemoth have they become so powerful that they don't have to be authentic anymore they don't have to be special they don't have to be unique That they can just steamroll over anyone who gets in their way and say, I'll bury you on paperwork and I'll spend $50 million on legal bills if I have to, paying our lawyers to fight you and drive you into the ground. And I guess it's something to think about for anyone who is in a startup, uh, not just for your creation of your name, of your logo as you're starting out taglines, catchphrases, whatever. But, you know, think forward into the future. Think about what happens if you do become the next Google, Facebook, Apple, whoever. Are you going to always try to be fresh? Are you always going to try to maintain your uniqueness? Or will you become the behemoth that rolls over everyone that gets in your way take whatever you want leave the bodies in the wake what kind of company do you want to be what kind of person do you want to be if we want to tie this into just being a regular person do you want to be your authentic self or do you want to be a copy of somebody else and hopefully you want to be authentic I am personally striving to be authentic or at least I'm on that journey right now. And I hope that I'll be able to make it there at some point. So, um, yeah, I'll be back another time when I have some more thoughts to share about different things going on. And maybe I can keep tying it into stuff that I do have some knowledge of, of, you know, startups, intellectual property, all that stuff. And uh, I hope you tune back in the next time. Take care.